Welcome to Digital Nomads Behind the Scenes. My name is Mathieu Zelas, entrepreneur, co-founder of PalmaColiving.co, a conscious co-living place in sunny locations where digital nomads live and work remotely. Each episode, I bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover some helpful, actionable resources and inspirational content to guide you through your journey. Thanks for spending some time with me today and now, let the talk begin. Michelle is from the Netherlands. After starting her journey as a digital nomad, she has built up more than 30 business retreats in exotic locations that help to support over 1,000 professionals from all over the world. From being homeless and isolated to burnout and facing death, let's embark on our amazing journey that led her to create unique services to help people. In this episode, we are sharing some inspiring key facts. How to warm up your heart, the art of building emotions, how to identify your drivers, be vulnerable or never compare yourself. And if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can share it on social media, you can tag me, Mathieu Zelas, you can DM me or post it online. Make sure to share this with one or two friends that you think are interested about this subject. Then leave us a review and let me know how you get value from this. Hello, Michelle. Hey, Mathieu. Nice to see you. How are you? I am very, very well. I'm literally now, while I'm looking at your face here at the screen, also in the background, I see the ocean and the palm trees and beautiful Madeira Island. So I can't complain. <laughs> Looks amazing. How is the weather in Madeira Island? Well, it's the island of eternal spring. So basically the whole year round, it's spring and it's never really too hot or too cold. And now it's obviously summer, uh, but still very gentle. And uh, yeah, after our call, I'm going to lay in the sun and read a book and, uh, and relax and enjoy the sunset. That looks like a plan. Mm -hmm. So I have so many questions for you, Michelle, today. Um, how can I start? So first... You are the founder of uh, The Nomad Escape. So basically, if I can sum up uh, the remote work retreats expert, um, you are creating transformative experiences for remote workers, for company teams, online business owners. You have been actually creating a retreat for over for more than 1,000 professionals, uh, including a lot of digital nomads remote workers. You have been running this in a couple of cities, exotic cities, if I, if I may say. And uh, yes, yourself, digital nomad, you have you are an entrepreneur, you are traveling. Uh, there is so many things to say. So let's start by the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you allow me to ask you, if you can share with us your personal journey, uh, how did you become a digital nomad? Yes, please. And big questions and all, all kept into one, but I will uh, do my best to answer them all. Uh, but thank you for uh, for the introduction and asking me. So um, I've been thinking to the answer of that question as I uh, people ask me that question often, like, how did you become a digital nomad and what is your journey? And basically, I have to say I have been a nomad for 22 years now. 
So I'm 36 and I'm from the Netherlands. And basically, uh, when I was 14 years old, I could not live at home anymore due to circumstances. And since then, I've been moving around a lot. And I <laughs> recently only realized that I'm a nomad for the last 22 years and I'm used to moving around a lot and that this probably has affected um, the way how I live my life now and how comfortable I am with moving around and working from different places in the world and connecting with different people. Um, but basically, my my really my journey as a digital nomad started about six years ago. I have been living before uh, before these six years for six years in South America. So I'm originally from the Netherlands. And when I was um, 23 years old, I moved to South America to basically live abroad. And I had a job there as I did many different jobs there. And at the end, I started uh, my own company and I realized like I want to travel the world. I want to travel more, etc. And but I didn't know about working online or how to make money while traveling, basically. So I uh, applied for a working holiday visa. And um, I went to Australia and I worked there basically as a waitress in a casino. And I did many different jobs there as well as a tour guide and online sales for other companies. But I didn't really realize um, that there were really sufficient ways to make money online that are not connected to physical jobs to start with. So when I was traveling basically in Australia and having physical jobs, I realized that I love the lifestyle a lot, uh, but I didn't want to work for a company in one location. So I started re doing research basically in like how to make money online. I literally Googled how to make money online and I found different ways to do that. And one of the things that I found was uh, doing Facebook ads for other companies. And um, yeah, I found a guide actually like on how to get started. And I followed exactly those start uh, these steps on YouTube, and I taught myself everything for free on YouTube. And uh, I found my first clients, which was great. Um, and I found my first clients, um, got three clients, and I was like, okay, in Australia there are no people like myself, uh, and the cost of living is very high. So where could I go? And I found out Bali. So I moved to Bali, what every kind of like starting digital nomad does, I think. And it's this was six, five years ago. So let's say five years ago. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it then was unique, but it was less unique than now. It's now really overcrowded. Like I've been there a few months ago and it's exploding. And five years ago, it was, I think, already started, but it was not so extremely popular as what it was now. Ended up living in an entrepreneur villa, which was great, where everyone was building their own startups or on our business, remote jobs. But I realized there, there is there was very little support for each other. So everyone was working by day and then, you know, grinding behind their laptop and the evening partying. And I were here and there meetups or some workshops, but it was very little into depth supporting. And I, in that time, I was building basically a digital marketing agency. I realized like, okay, this is great, but I'm the whole day behind the laptop and I miss really interaction on a certain level with other people. And while I was um, realizing that, I felt more and more isolated and burnout as well. And I started talking with other people about that. 
And a lot of people ask me, if a lot of people confirm that they experienced that as well. And I started bringing people together, basically. And um, yeah, people enjoy that. I started with meetups and different brainstorm sessions and uh, mastermind sessions. And yeah, then I realized actually like that this whole lifestyle is called digital nomads. I didn't even know about the word really. I didn't even know there was a thing around it. I found out that I was a digital nomad if you need to label it. And while I was talking with a lot of other people who were having that lifestyle, uh, I found out that there were a lot of people who missed really into that business brainstorming and sharing and skill sharing, etc. And yeah, I I pivoted my career from digital marketer to um, what I do these days with the Nomad Escape because I really missed um, physical interaction with people and in the new concept what I'm doing. I can do that. I can help people. And I'm really doing uh, yeah what I love. Like I just can't stop with it. And I really enjoy um, all the things that I'm doing today. Very nice, very nice journey, and I understand now it it makes a lot of sense actually. Uh, so yes, I wanted to come back to to uh, to a couple of answers that you have mentioned. So first, if I understood well, so you have been uh, from Australia to Bali, uh, yeah. and you were still working uh, for the Facebook ad at this moment, right? Yes, correct, yes. correct. Yeah. And and um, how did you find uh, this entrepreneurial villa in uh, Bali? Um, well, it was interesting. It's that was called Draper Startup House, and I partnered up with them at the end. I think I just Googled that, like online entrepreneurs, Bali, or something like that. And I was looking for an accommodation, and then I found that there was a concept, something like you do, I guess, but this is connected to startup incubators, etc. So they do uh, more for tech startups. So I didn't really feel in that uh, category, but they host those people there. And yeah, I found that and I ended up living there a little bit by accident and I met a lot of people like myself. It's actually funny that uh, you have mentioned, uh, I mean, funny, no, but I, I feel I felt the same the first time I was um, into an accelerator program uh, mm -hmm. for my first uh, fashion tech startup. And actually f this feeling of being uh, isolated, this feeling of uh, maybe burnout, uh, because you don't you don't really feel the support around you uh, mm -hmm. as much as you were looking for uh, is is what I felt um, a couple of years ago, and, and that's 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 exactly why I decided to to start something different and a bit like you at the end creating mm -hmm. this transformation uh, into into your uh, company to make sure that uh, you will will you will transform you will connect people enough uh, to not create the same experience as you had faced before mm -hmm. and and that is the beauty of it i believe because you have been there and you, you can do everything you can in order to 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 not doing the same experience again and yeah, that's sure. i think that the beauty of being being aligned with ourselves and creating something that can fit ourselves first in order to to do it with uh, all the patient right yeah Yeah, no, I fully, fully agree on that. So you have then started um, your company and this this Nomad Escape work retreats um, company, may, I have also a lot of questions about this. So how, how did you end up from this entrepreneurial villa up to building your digital marketing agency and then 
the nomad retreat? Yeah, so basically uh, the transition from Australia to Bali, that was still digital marketing. And I was then serving, I had at that moment like four clients and I got more and more re requests. And at that point I thought like, okay, I I need to build a team to do this better. I need to outsource, I need to delegate. And I was in the process of really growing it and having other people working with me to serve our clients better. But while I was doing that, I realized like, okay, I'm not super passionate about it. I do this because it allows me to work remotely. It allows me to, um, yeah, build a lifestyle uh, that I always dreamt of and work with amazing clients and work with amazing companies. But the highest point the 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 point of yeah really excitement in digital marketing is when you launch maybe a new uh, concept or a new product or a lead generation campaign and then you get the results back um but it did not really warm my heart and from the moment that i started talking with other people about their challenges as a online entrepreneur traveling around the world and what they need and brainstorming about business ideas i got really triggered and i really realized like wow i love this and a lot of people started telling me like hey you're really good at this uh, why don't you do this for a living right like you did it so naturally you bring people together you inspire them you make them feel welcome from the first moment and my background is basically also education and um, uh, social work. So what I studied for the university was um, is, is education. And there I developed a lot of educational frameworks, programs, and I trained a lot of teachers and teams as well in how to create the best educational uh, environments and where can people learn from each other. So combining entrepreneurship with travel, with building community and education and my experience as well in business before, because inside America, I had a lot of corporate jobs as well. I was a business developer for a uh, big company that had a lot of franchises, such as KFC and Pizza, Pizza Hut, Western Union, Marriott Hotel. And I was director of an educational institute for security and safety risk management trainings. And all this experience combined, plus digital marketing, what I taught myself, plus tourism, hospitality, all those things uh, were perfect to combine in this unique concept and everything that I love, everything that I'm good at, I could put into this new venture. Uh, plus it was very unique. We're not so many programs doing what, uh, what, I, what I was building back then. So combining everything made me so excited that I decided like, you know what, the digital marketing, I, if I continue now, I cannot stop with any clients anymore. Or I just end these clients and say, hey, I lead you to someone else. And I just started my new business. And that's what I did. Beautiful. And how mm -hmm. important it is to warm up our earth, you know, and making making sure we, we have something that we we could really feel. Uh, you know, we I guess most of us as an entrepreneur, we, we do are sensitive uh, to, to, to this kind of feeling. And you said... Uh, how I felt to warm up your heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is a moment for me, the moment of truth when uh, you are building something. Because yeah. at some point, maybe you don't feel anymore uh, the balance. You don't feel anymore the alignment with yourself. And uh, maybe it's not being cold, but it's not, it's not being attracted anymore. Maybe there is no 
there is something this this points of no return you, you you know there is a point where you can keep going it can works but it's not animating yourself mm-hmm. and i think this is the point of alignment with yourself yeah and i believe this is the best most exciting time because this is yeah. a moment where you're you're starting and you're building something you truly love something that is truly aligned with yourself and with your earth and where you can build not only a company you can build emotion yeah for sure and i think that's the most sustainable as well you know especially when you're a startup and especially when you're bootstrapping i think you need to really have uh, a, a big vision passion and uh, patience for sure and uh, if you ha- don't have one of those three it will be hard because there will be times that it will take long before you make any money or that you see the progress or that you feel stuck. And um, these are the ingredients to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And if you don't have that, it becomes hard. And there, it will be likely that you burn up, uh, burn out or give up. And I think that is also the difference why some people succeed or not. You know, like I don't really believe in like when people... Uh, people talk about success but the people who are successful are just the people who didn't give up that's what it is they kept on going and going and going and they made all the same mistakes right and uh, you see i mean look at big let's say tony robbins and all the big motivational speakers these guys were doing talks for free for 10 years everywhere around the world and now they're billionaires and people look up to them and it's you know they they see that and they expect that they directly start on that level no there's tony robbins for example i was at the conference of him last last month this guy is 65 and he he just radiates energy and so many lessons learned and um he has been in the game for 40 years so it took him 40 years to come to the point to fill up a space with 12,000 people and have millions of followers and I think people forget that, you know, people want uh, the fast wins and that doesn't exist in entrepreneurship. You need to have the passion and patience uh, and then you will get there. Totally agree. Very inspiring. Indeed, why should we quit if we love what we do? There is no reason to quit. Mm -hmm. So absolutely no reason. So we just keep moving until it works because who cares after all? If we love it, we we don't matter about the time. We don't matter about anything else. It's yeah. just something that is again aligned and animating us. So it's it's empower ourselves every day. And like you said about Tony, and it's the yeah. same for him. He's got this crazy energy at uh, sixty five years old. And probably I, I believe from my own experience, as as you probably supporting people and and transforming their journey. Is, is quite, uh, it's a lot of energy, but it's also give us and empower us, give us a lot of energy for the daily routine, I guess, yeah. from, from my opinion. For sure, for sure. I like the my business model, and maybe you know that as a co-living as well, I think uh, we're in the same space. We serve the same people, but different products, different service, and working with people um a physical product is mostly less scalable right especially when you bootstrap like it's not a tech solution it's a, unless you have for example 
you pump out 30 massive buildings and you can fill them up with thousands of people directly. But mostly with co-living, it's just like you. You started with one, you started probably smaller, more, one more, one more, one more. And it takes a little bit longer, this type of work. But it's also the most fulfilling because you do see really the transformations of people. And I get on a daily basis at least two to four messages randomly in my WhatsApp, in my LinkedIn, people I know and people I never met before with a message. Thank you so much. You inspired me. You said this thing and you triggered me. You connected me to this person. I have now my first client to investors and I've got my first 10 million invest investment. I do a lot of different things and I always connect people to other people because I do believe that there's the key. It's all about connections and that's the beauty of building community you know through a co-living or through a retreat or just bringing people together that is where the magic happens and i always say um you know like the 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 who is the how so it's not about how you get there it's about who do you need to get there right and of course you need to put the work in but if you want to get to a certain point you need people who or are teaching you that, who uh, who are supporting you and who will buy your service. So it's all about the people. And that's why it's so um, yeah satisfying, I think, what we do. And uh, uh, we stay motivated even during the difficult times where maybe tech startups or um, digital services, you know, quicker uh, quit. Because it's it's you don't get a confirmation constantly of the impact of your work. Yes, definitely. And I think creating this family vibe is definitely something else other than yeah. creating a factory vibe. It's yeah. completely different. This vibe that you are bringing, I, I believe, into your um, events, into the space that you are building and everything. I think why you are you are receiving this message. There is a reason because you are like close to people. Yeah, I believe it. So, yes, about this, let's talk about Nomad Escape. And mm -hmm. so from Madeira to Mor Morocco, Lisbon, Bali, Dubai, you have been in multiple cities, uh, exotic location. Maybe you can tell us more about uh, the Nomad Escape and its mission, what inspired you to to provide these ex different experiences. What, 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 are, what about the experiences and retreats? What are you organizing? Yes, mm -hmm. if you can share like sure. kind of the daily routine or daily program. That sure, would be sure. Yeah, so basically we do two different things, right? So we host retreats for individuals, so online entrepreneurs mostly, digital nomads, uh, like remote working professionals, and for teams of, of companies, of remote uh, teams. And basically what we do in a nutshell, we bring... Uh, remote working professionals together offline uh, because uh, what I just said, like that is where you can make the biggest impact. Like people really want connection. People want to um, uh, learn from each other and network. And that is what you can do at our retreats. So our retreats, for example, for the individuals, these are peer-to-peer -peer mentoring retreats. So what that means is that I created a framework where um, people from different backgrounds, different stages in business and life, different ages, nationalities come together and share their best practices with each other, their experiences, their strategies, uh, but also their lessons learned to help other people avoid to make the same mistakes. And uh, basically when people apply, um, 
like we have a selection process. People need to have a video call, interview, and they get accepted or not. And um, they get accepted based on their motivation, uh, their personality, their energy, positive mindset is very important. And um, people who understand that entrepreneurship is the long run, not a quick win, right? So um, like when people join us, so let's say that you would join us, we're going to ask you like, okay, Mathieu, what are you exactly building? What are you working on? What do you need at this moment? Or what or who do you need to get to the right, to the next level? And uh, what type of people within our community do you want to be connected with? So there basically starts the networking already. Before you join us, we give you a whole list of people that can be valuable for you. So it can be potential clients, business partners, mentors, whatever it may be. Uh, one person can open doors to many new markets, of course. So we connect people then already. And then we put the group together. Um, and we call it a magical mix because we have so many different um, industries together. But they all want come there for the same thing. And it is basically to expand emotionally professionally spiritually financially and every aspect of their life and uh the program is basically a very good mixture it's quite a holistic approach um where we pay attention to every aspect of life uh because we embed um a lot of sports as well we have fitness trainings we have uh uh um, mindfulness we have sound healing we have yoga we have different forms of physical and mental fitness uh, sessions. Uh, because I do really believe like if you want to have a, a healthy mind, that starts with a healthy body as well. And um, then basically we uh, we host a lot of like peer-to-peer -peer mentoring sessions where people can share their business ideas and challenges, get feedback. We make together a plan of actions like, okay, what can be your strategy to move forward, to solve your business challenges at the moment? And we do different skill share sessions where people vote for each other. So we map each other's skill, uh, skill sets out. And then we vote for each other uh, on what is the most useful that has, someone has within them uh, that can be of value for other people. So basically, we create a program together through a framework that I've developed where people can learn the most from each other and connect on the deepest level within the shortest amount of time. Our retreats are only one week. So it's a pressure cooker. It's not a co-living it's not like a month experience. It's like one week, hyper-focused, um, working together to uh, to expand, basically. And then what we do for retreat uh, for companies is totally different. Uh, we really study like the company goals, the the goals for the team. What do they want to work on? Their company size, their personas, etc., and the challenges of the companies to create really bespoke experiences. So every company and every team is very different. Uh, we work with, for example, sales teams that are very outgoing and they want to party a lot to very introvert software engineers who just want to be a little bit more quiet. And like my outgoing personality did not so work work so well with them. So then I curate a team of facilitators and hosts that fit better with them. So that's very, very tailored. But even though, even in the individual retreats, um, the approach is pretty um, tailored because the the, um, the framework is the same, but we always adjust it to the group dynamics. So we always say like, okay, how what type of people do we have in the group here? And if we see that we have some people who are very dominant and others are more conservative, for example, we always put in exercises uh, that can help the group open up more or define different roles. So both of the products that we have, these of services for the people that we work with, are, are highly um, 
yeah, tailored actually. Like it's it's a lot of group dynamics. The people I work with, our facilitators and hosts, need to be able to read the group, to adjust their tone, to change the whole program if that's needed. Um, so it's a very high level of uh, eye for detail, personalized approach, and really serving uh, the needs of every individual that is there. And I think that makes us very unique and special because I know there's other kind of like digital nomad programs or month-long programs where they just put people together and they work together, but it's not really looking, okay, what does this uh, individual need and what type of people can help them best? And that is really what we do because we're really like a curated uh, bespoke experience. Wow, it looks very complete. I'm buying it, Michelle. Yeah, come, come. You're very welcome. You'll be great fit. I love it. No, it looks very complete. And I, I really understood um, every part. It makes a lot of sense. And this one-week retreat, actually, yes, you have many teams. And, and as you said, you will adapt it if needed. So I guess uh, the mentor and, and the manager of the retreat, they, they will have this strong sense of, uh, I guess... Uh, sensibility and everything to adapt themselves. And um, I want, I was wondering about the spiritual part. You, you mentioned the holistic part and the spiritual part. What are you including uh, more exactly in this? Well, we're including uh, different mindfulness sessions, sound healing sessions, yoga, and a lot of um, reflection. So we do different exercises where we talk about quite un- unconventional topics, such as, for example, traumas, or um, relationships, uh, topics that people normally don't talk about so quickly. So one of our first uh, questions in the retreat is also tell me your three-minute life story. And I tell my life story, uh, for example, like what I said at the beginning, like since I was 14 years old, I couldn't live at home anymore. And I was homeless for a few years. And um, I grew up like the second part of my teenage years in a lot of homeless shelters and government institutions, um, and which made my drive, I guess, so high and that I'm not afraid to take risks. And I'm not really afraid of anything. Um, and I share my story there with people. And by being open of my, my struggles and the environment where I'm from um, and the difficult relationship with my parents, etc., it makes it easy for people to open up and also talk about their challenges in life. And I really believe, like, if you really want to grow, you need to be vulnerable. You need to dare to take off that mask and say, like, hey, this is really who I am with all my flaws, and I'm not only positioning myself as a CEO who knows it all. No, I'm a human being, and something in my life happens, or there is a reason why I am so driven today. There is a reason why I want to solve a problem. There is a reason why I, for example, want to build community. And when you are open about that and also dare to expose your sensitive and weaker parts, basically, you are open to learn. And that is where you build real connections with yourself, with your process, but also with other people. And that is where I think like the spirituality comes in to not only look on the surface of um, business and our growth but also internally like who are we really in the core what is really important and what who has what has to happen within ourselves in order to grow and that's a very big part actually of our programs i don't promote that so much uh, because a lot of people are a little bit afraid of it or they think oh it's kind of like the hippie-ish stuff 
And uh, when we do it with people that never experienced something like it, they say like, wow, they enjoy that actually the most. And those are the most transformative moments where we do a meditation and people say, wow, I have this massive breakthrough. I've never actually sit still and really, you know, connect with my breath and with my deeper self and really feeling like, what do I feel with the next decision I need to make in life or in business? And um, this is crucial. I think like uh, many big leaders, uh, they are very into mindset and mindfulness and more spiritual exploration. And that is, I think, a layer that we need to unlock in order to grow. So I embed that. And uh, sometimes I improvise as well, depending on the group dynamics. And I feel like, okay, now we need to stop and really, really connect with each other, with ourselves. And then I embed it in. Um but I don't per se highlight or promote it uh, because I think that where we stand out is also really the business aspect. I'm not, I would not say like I'm a spiritual retreat only. I'm only focusing on mind, mindset. We're also highly focusing on networking and business growth. So yeah, we touch every, every part of people's lives that they didn't even know uh, are part of them. And that's the beauty of it, basically. It is. Thank you for sharing. Vulnerability is a key, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. for this. May I ask you, how did it happen that you became uh, homeless before? Do you think it's one of your drivers that uh, allow you to become a digital nomad? Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I, I ended up being homeless because I am from a family with um, many uh, difficulties. So my father uh, was, he's, he just passed away two weeks ago but heavily alcoholic and uh, yeah, had a lot of psychological problems and also addicted to med medication, basically. And my mother was a drug addict and um, they had so many challenges themselves as adults, I guess, that they were not capable of taking care of me. So due to circumstances, they basically, yeah, kicked me out of the house and I ended up in the streets. And uh, luckily I'm from the Netherlands where our, facilities and support etc um however it's it's yeah uh, for sure an adventure when you're 14 years old and you don't know where to sleep or what to do and you go from homeless shelter to crisis center to institution etc because there's no place for you to live and that whole journey made me very aware I think I'm very conscious of my environment. And there were two aspects of that because when I lived in a homeless shelter, for example, I lived in a homeless shelter where we're adults and I lived in a homeless shelter where we're young people between the 14 and 23 years old. And I was 14, so I was one of the youngest. And I looked around me and what I enjoyed while living there, and it's funny, actually, it's kind of like a co-living. Right? They put the like-minded people together. It's not even like-minded, but they end up, without them wanting it in a situation like that and me living in that environment with other kids like myself was actually in that sense great there were other kids who understood how it is to not be able to live with your parents there were kids who understood how it is to have um addictive parents addicted parents and um you're able to talk with each other about those things However, at the other side, at the other hand, I realized very well that this was not the environment that would make me grow. 
a lot of kids there, they, a lot of girls of my age, they were pregnant at 15, 16 years old. A lot of boys ended up in prison, uh, drug addicts, all those things, poverty, don't study. And I was very aware of that. And naturally, I always loved studying. I was always reading books as a kid. I was always curious to learn new things. But only when that um, source or that information was valuable, like felt valuable for me, I could study for hours. And realizing that ah, like I love studying and I was a very conscious teenager, I think. And looking around me, I saw a lot of misery, pain, people like really in very violent and unhealthy situations. And I realized at a very young age, I don't want to end up like this. I don't want to be dependent of the government for every month, my welfare. I don't want to, you know, end up pregnant and whatever, like on my 16th, having already a kid. And then at the end, when I'm 25, having five kids from five different men, I will be stuck for the rest of my life to a situation that I don't want. So at that age, I already started observing a lot of things around me and questioning myself, how is it that some people end up poor and some end up, people end up rich? Why are some people miserable, some people happy, some people driven, some people lazy? And I, yeah, I just became pretty obsessed with not ending up miserable. I did not want to end up addict, homeless, broke. I did not know what was out there. I did not know how it would be to have a wealthy life, to have a free life, to have a well-educated life. I did not know, but I only knew what I didn't want. So what I started doing on a young age, very naturally, I think, is seeking of like, okay, what is more out there? How can I learn more? How can I uh, end up in environments that were not like the environment like myself, where I'm from? So, yeah, I became very curious of that. And since then, I've been like exploring a lot of different jobs, talking to a lot of adults about work, about lifestyle. And they always saw me as a very inspiring young, yeah, like a teenager. And they always told me like, wow, you're so mature for your age. And uh, now, 20 years later, uh, I realized that that was the beginning of my journey. Because actually, if you look at it, I lived in a community. I lived in kind of a co-living, if you can say it like that, for homeless kids seeing poverty and miser misery and realizing I, I'd rather die than ending up like this. So I'm going to do everything to not end up like this. And I did. And I, I worked my ass off. And I have now a very rich lifestyle, a very freedom lifestyle. I can do what I love. I've I never have to, rarely have to think about money, actually. Literally, I can do what I want. And while I'm building my dream business, I can make an impact on people. And um, yeah, I realized more and more that that story really made me who I am today. And that everything that I experienced there, I am betting now in these experiences, but then in another form. And of course, with different content. And uh yeah, looking at that, that is for sure one of my whys. It's not only me being burnout and frustrated as an online entrepreneur, having no community, but also me being homeless and having uh, no possibilities and uh, no opportunities and 
seeking for what is out there. And if you combine all of that together, you you actually get an amazing concept like the Nomad Escape. Everything, it's community, it's support, it's 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 your journey to freedom, to financial freedom, like emotional freedom, uh, location freedom, every type of freedom. And I proved it and I did it and here I am. Yeah. Yes. I love <laughs> yes. this story. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. sharing that, Michelle. No worries. It's, no worries. it's a beautiful story. And for sure, you are rich of emotion. And uh, this heavy past uh, built you as a strong woman and especially conscious, as you mentioned. And when I also have the, the answer of my next question, how did you foster a sense of uh, belonging and connection with everyone in Nomad Escape? I, I know the origin now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sorry for hearing about your father again. So... This also, I believe, uh, is part from from my own experience. Facing death is one of the major uh, breakthrough, major things that remind you how much you need to do the things that you are dreaming about. How much you need to to keep creating the things that you you love. And because yeah. what's happening if you are dying tomorrow what's happening if something happened to you or someone else you, you want to be sure that you have been doing the right thing during yeah. this amount yeah. of time that you may have we never know so i yeah. believe this also is a is a stronger stronger episode for you and 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 i wanted to thank you for sharing all of this thank you so you have built around 30 retreats now and these numbers are absolutely impressive congrats for that and i just wanted to ask you but how did you start the first one actually how did you start the first retreat and Mm -hmm. made it go and keep growing like this Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny actually so when i started i was in lisbon and what i did actually i um created a free retreat so I started gathering people in uh, the co-working space while I, where I always was working and people that I knew. And I said, hey, guys, I'm going to go this weekend to a villa. Um, do you want to join? And I'm going to organize everything and the food, et cetera, and workshops. And then we have a really cool week or weekend was a few days. And, you know, like you don't have to pay extra, but just like cover your costs, et cetera. Um, but do you want to come over? And people are like, yeah, I love it. Sure, of course. And like, we had a nice group. And yeah, I kind of like test run the the program, the experience. And then I asked people at the end, like, hey, did you like? And then people are like, we love it. And then I asked them to make a testimonial. And so I have my, and I t- took some photos, et cetera. So I had my first testimonial and some photos. And with that, I started basically building the website and uh, like marketing and some advertisements. And yeah, just putting it to start with at Facebook groups. So this was five years ago. Facebook groups worked so well and we sold so much on Facebook groups, basically. And it's now way harder. Still, we sometimes uh, sell on Facebook groups because it's very concentrated, of course, uh, like the target audience is there. Um, but that is basically how I started. And the program I developed uh, was based on things that I needed myself, different brainstorm sessions, different frameworks that I also applied, actually, when I was working myself as a teacher and a coach for school dropout. So. Back in the days, like I studied in university education and I was focused 
on special education and creating trainings and learning uh, frameworks, uh, educational frameworks. And I worked uh, with school dropouts. So I worked um, with kids between 18, uh, 14 and 18 years old that were uh, kicked off school, basically because of the behavior, they were in prison, et cetera. So I did that for a few years before I started like working in different fields. And a lot of these exercises I embedded actually within the Nomad Escape because it's a lot focused on behavioral change, about mindset, about reflection. And yeah, I embedded a lot of things actually from there also into my programs. And um, yeah, as we evolved, uh, I adjusted it. I went also to other programs myself where I got inspired. Um, I joined a mastermind basically myself in Bali and I got inspired there by the the framework, but masterminding, of course, is like by Napoleon Hill. It's a very old concept, right? Uh, where business people come together and exchange ideas and challenges. So, yeah, everything I've learned uh, over the course of the last years, I embedded it in it and I really built it around myself. So, I really thought, like, what if I could sign up for the ultimate program, how would it look like? And I created it and I'm the target audience myself. So I don't personally have to do so much research, right? So it's great. So there's all people signing up that are very like-minded to me and that also become my friends, which is great. So yeah, it's, uh, it was easy actually to design it because I know exactly what's, what I like and what was needed. It makes sense. I yeah. recognize myself so much with what you just said. I am the target audience myself of Palma co-living. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, right? this is, a, this is a, the most important, loving loving what we build and, yeah. and making sure that everyone uh, keep following, keep being happy and follow up until uh, sure. it works. Yeah. And I also saw you were organizing, you were part of the organizer of the Island Fest in Portugal every year. I keep, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, the, I'm the main organizer. You're the main organizer. Yeah. And some people define it as a life-changing experience. What makes this event so unique? What is it about? Can you share a bit about this, please? Sure. So mostly this event is, this was created because a lot of people of the different groups of the Nomad Escape, they want to meet up. So we had so many small groups, all these, um, yeah, like the smaller retreats with about 15 people and also people that we host in the mini events and online community and online events. And people say, hey, I, you know, like this group is so amazing, but there's like 25 other groups. We want to meet those people. And then I say, okay, then come to Nomad Island Fest, meet your fellow escapers because people in our community, they call each other escapers. So that's how it was built. And then other people join as well. But I think that the life-changing experience is that it opens people's eyes for so many different perspectives on different aspects of your life. You know, where people, for example, I, we have people who worked, uh, people who are 55 years old that worked their whole life in corporate and that they lost their job, for example, due to the economical crisis and now explore different lifestyles. And they come into our event and they say, wow. Uh, this is people are still serious business owners, but you combine it with the spirituality, you combine it with vulnerability, you combine it with mindset and lifestyle and sports. Wow, I've never thought that this was possible. We go to conferences and network there on our business cards and what do you do and how can I help you? And it's very short and very quick. And here we build relationships, we build community, and we we are interested in who you are and not only what you do. 
And so I think that's a very different way of pe- for people to do business, to network, to um, have basically also a holiday, right? So because you go to a beautiful destination where mostly oceanfront and beautiful settings and then still having that leisure aspect, but then while you are still working on your business or your mindset. And I think that's a very unique way, um, an unconventional way uh, to grow personally and professionally, where the world is shifting for sure now, what you see a lot with uh, so many co-livings popping up, so many also other retreats and programs and companies that want to do company retreats. They see it's not um, a nice to have. They see it's a strategic decision for mental health of our employees, for building community within a team. And um, yeah, I think like combining all these aspects of life, really that holistic approach, that is what makes it life changing and not only whatever business growing, but really life changing. Nice. I also seen that uh, one of your biggest lessons learn as an entrepreneur is never compare. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can share a bit a little bit about this. This is one of my last questions. For sure. Um, for me, uh, never compare. It's very interesting because I even, I have a tattooed on my hand. I have an N and a C. And um, the comparison that has uh, has affected me massively in my life. So if you look deeper into my life story, the environment where I'm from was basically very yeah poor environment. And my parents... They were always comparing us with other people. Look at these people have a car. Like we never had a car. Look, these people go on a holiday. We never had a holiday. Look, these people have money. They do this, this, this. We never had that. They were always looking at other people and comparing themselves with them. And then, you know, feeling miserable or feeling angry or um, envious. And at a very young age, I really, they taught me that. And that was something that I strongly did until a few years ago. And always looking at other people who are more successful, have more, uh, you know. And then especially at the Nomad Escape, it became at a point very hard. Because what happens when I started the Nomad Escape, I started attracting very successful people. I had people with eight-figure businesses. I had people who sold their companies. I had people who made 30K a month. And I was almost making nothing at the beginning. And these people started saying to me like, hey, you, you know, you're so good in what you do. You know, you need to charge more. You need to do this and this. And um, they kept on telling me what I should do. But I was at that point of my career and, and personal journey, I think, not capable yet of what I'm doing today. Like I learned now way more and way stronger, of course. So what happens, I think, like I had two burnouts myself. And the last big burnout was actually during the Nomad Escape. Even though while I was doing what I'm love, what I I loved, um, but yeah, then the pandemic happened. Like I lost everything, and I kept on going. And I started comparing myself with a lot of other people who were more successful at an online business, and kept on going. And um, then I realized, like in that burnout as well, like how to heal from a burnout and to grow also as an entrepreneur. You need to be extremely kind to yourself because we tend to, when we're building something, be very harsh on ourselves. Like, oh, we need to, you know, we need to have reached that financial goal per se. We need to have already this. We need to be capable of doing that. But there's so many different aspects that can influence your growth or, you know, like make you 
uh, force you to have a break. And if you're constantly comparing yourself to others, you don't appreciate what you have, but also you don't celebrate your wins, which makes it very hard for you to continue because you don't see your progress. So for me, it is very important now to not compare myself with other people because I have friends who have already multiple millions cash in their bank accounts, for example, which I don't have yet. Um, and realizing that's totally fine. And also realizing that you can only compare yourself with your previous you. I can only compare myself today with where I was last year and the year before. And I've never been so, in terms of maybe finance and freedom, so successful. Also mental health, physical health. I've never been in this physical uh, healthy stage and mental healthy stage. Like I'm really, I feel like I'm on my peak. And I could only get here by not focusing on anyone else, but only my journey. That's the only thing what matters. And yes, you can look at other people's journeys to get inspired, but not to compare and make yourself, like be hard on yourself that you're not there yet. So that is also what I tell during all my uh, retreats and island fests or whatever, whatever events I do, one rule, never compare yourself. If you're just starting out, you know, and you sit next to someone who already is making seven figures, this person also started out with some uh, something. And if you have a seven-figure company and someone is just starting out and still enthusiastic and has a lot of energy and not almost burned out just like you, you know, like this person is starting and will get where you are. So you cannot compare that. So always focus on yourself, be inspired by other people, um, but focus on your own process and then you will enjoy it more and are able to grow further and avoid the burnout probably yes for sure it's a big thing i think yeah wow that's amazing i love it <laughs> thank you so much um yeah i have a question my last question is about how is your routine and mm -hmm. is there anything you want to share us for your next project or next sure. momentum yeah sure like my my daily work routine is that what you mean yeah Uh, so yeah, my daily work routine, um, uh, I go to bed early actually, and I wake up early. So I wake up every day between five and six. I actually haven't set the alarm for many years. I wake up naturally not after six, uh, unless I had a very late night or did crazy things before, but then still I, I cannot sleep in. So I always wake up at six and the first thing, non-negotiable, what I do, I journal. So I take about 10 minutes, uh, first thing with a coffee, take my time to really reflect on the last day and my lessons learned and uh, things that I want to take from that reflection into today to make this day uh, better. Um, yeah, even more fun because my days in general are very, um, very fun and, and, and exciting. And what can I do to make this one even more impactful? And Journaling, I think, um, helps you really to build a new habits. Um, a lot of people have a very hard time with journaling and uh, to get started. And I had that as well. But now I've been doing it for, let's say, I think a year every day. Sometimes I skip a day if it's like really I'm traveling or whatever. But I almost every day do it. And this helps you to really be in charge of your day. So you are in control. You decide like, hey, I'm going to spend this time with myself and reflecting and not let the day 
overwhelm me. Like, oh my God, I need to do this and running around and going into appointments. No, you are in charge and you decide what you do with your day. After that, I do workouts. So I do or um, like more Pilates, high intensity training or yoga. Um, I do that mostly, yeah, 50, mostly 15 minutes high intensity training, 15 minutes yoga stretching and then some mindfulness, like 10 minutes meditation. And then I shower, I start planning my day. And then every morning at nine o'clock, I have a 30 minute meeting with my assistant. So she walks me through my uh, email, my calendar, all the projects that have to be done. And then I have the whole mornings to work on deep work. So until 1 p.m., I don't take any appointments or calls. Then I have lunch and then I have my calls at the end of the day. Um, yeah. And that's it. And then at the end of the day, it depends. Like sometimes I make very long days. Like the last days I was very busy. But many days I like I go to the pool at 2 p.m. to 2.45 to have a swim and to relax. And then I start working again. Uh, but I do have a 9 to 5. It's funny because a lot of people say, oh, I escaped the 9 to 5. But I always make a joke of that. When you escape the 9 to 5, you work actually 24-7 because you have no routine. <laughs> you work always and you open your laptop everywhere. Um, so for me, like this is my personal routine, of course, I don't say that as one works for everyone, but for me, it really works to have my, even my standard work day, having my morning routine and really stop, let's say around 6 PM, I mostly stop, stop with working, uh, and then have time to be with friends, go out, be in nature, do whatever I like to, um, yeah, to unplug. Yeah. Inspiring. Thank you for sharing this also. No worries. Would you, like, would you like to share anything about your next project before um, before we end the podcast? Yeah, sure. So we have now, uh, it's 2023, it's August now, and uh, we have for this year multiple events lined up. So we have in uh, one, actually in one and a half week, we start a retreat. It's called the Level Up Club. That's a mastermind retreat for online entrepreneurs, which are already full. But then after that, we have the Build Week, and that's a uh, on the 15th of September, And uh, that's a visionary vocation where we basically work on our uh, on our business and life vision long term and break it down in goals, long term and short term goals. And that week we take uh, really to um, set the foundation to build out our bigger picture. So it's not a regular vocation where you're just working on regular work. No, it's something that you really want to build in the long run or something, a project that you really want to get off the ground. So actually kind of like a mini hackathon for your own projects or whatever you want to build. And then we have in December, so that's like our biggest event. Uh, we have Nomad Island Fest from the 7th until the 13th of December in Madeira Islands, where we have 150 people coming together Uh, learning from uh, experts. Um, so we really curate our speakers. Not everyone can uh, be on stage. We don't have a lot of speakers. I only choose the best and uh, like quite big names um, we have lined up that built really like big businesses that can share their experiences with us. Uh, but then we also, we have a lot of parties embedded and different mastermind sessions, um, different workshops that are really focused on uh money mindset marketing lifestyle um yeah and business in general basically and expanding our network and it's a it's a really playful network event where pretty business-minded people come together 
for all the Nomad Fests in the market, I think, because we see that now as well, there's a lot of Nomad Fests uh, in the creation everywhere in the world. I think at this moment, we are the most um, yeah, high-end and the higher tickets in the market. And we do that to basically um, have a certain audience there, that people are serious about their growth, that people are on a certain level when they talk to each other. And um, yeah, to have like a bit more seasoned people there. So yeah, the price definitely also uh, yeah attracts a certain audience. So it's really for people who um, have a little bit budget to spend and who really want to yeah invest in their own personal growth and professional growth. Um, but yeah, I would love to invite everyone who can identify themselves with that profile who are maybe a little bit more in their journey. Um, at the Nomad Island Fest, we don't, and during our events, like my company is called the Nomad Escape, but it's not per se about digital nomadism. It's about entrepreneurship, mindsets, networking, personal development to really have that no nonsense mentality to build that life on your own terms. And whenever that may be, if you want to build a multiple seven figure business, that can be, but if you want to, whatever, be a stay, not stay at home, but a, a mother who works from home and builds a online business so you can spend more time with your children, that's also fine. You don't have to be a digital nomad. But having an online business mostly allows you to travel. So that's just a benefit that you take from it. So yeah, anyone who really wants to expand professionally and personally is a really good fit for us. And you can uh, always get in touch with me. I, I'm always happy to help anyone to their next level because I really believe if I help someone it helps us as well as a company and we can reach more people together. Perfect. To be, yeah, to be, to, to be continued for sure. To be continued. Yes. Thank you, Michelle, so much for your time. Uh, very inspiring podcast as uh, everything you have said. So awesome. Thank you so much and good luck with uh, new co-livings. Yes. Let's catch us soon. Hopefully maybe in Madeira sooner or later in one of your retreats for sure. I'm very excited about that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoy it and want to dive into other inspirational content, please subscribe to the channel. In each episode, I'll try to put out valuable, helpful, actionable resources and inspirational content to guide you through your journey with inspiring experts. I'll choose each month three lucky digital nomads from the different continents and each one will win a 100 euro gift card for your next remote work experience in one of our Palma co-living locations. All you have to do is tag three digital nomads friends on the last Instagram post of Palma co-living. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you in your journey towards happiness and success. Make sure to share it with a friend and subscribe to our channel as well. And I will really like to hear from you guys. So please leave a review and let me know what part of this episode resonates with you the most. Thank you guys and see you for the next episode.